To stay on top in business, stay on top of your technology with the new Business Desk podcast, the business of tech. Listen on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Mike Hosking Breakfast Podcast from Newstalk ZB. Almost half the length of New Zealand rivers is no longer suitable for swimming uh, because of bacterial contamination. Nearly 70% of groundwater sites that are monitored fail drinking water standards and about two-thirds of our native birds that live near freshwater are in trouble. Otago University researcher Marnie Prickett joins us this morning to talk through the issues here. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. How did we get to this? This has been a series of, of poor decision-making um, and really a lack of understanding that the health of our natural environment actually affects our health. So we've been um, extracting and exploiting the environment for quite a long time. Um, in recent years, we've really ramped up the intensification of agriculture, which has put a lot of pressure on our waterways, um, and now we're seeing the consequences. Uh, I'm not surprised to hear you point the finger at the farmers. Is, is that really fair? It's not so much pointing finger at farmers. There's lots of farmers that are doing really good work out there. What we need to look at is the system of agriculture in New Zealand. So we have a system where intensification is often rewarded um, and it's not so, there's not so many rewards on the other side for people who are, um, who are protecting their environment. So it's, I don't see it as a, as a farmer's problem. I see it as an agricultural sector problem that okay. agricultural sector leadership can drive. But but that's production-led, isn't it? If you want to produce more, intensification is the way that we have found so far that is most effective at doing that. It's actually a sort of false, um, it's a false positive really there because we know that you can increase farming farmer at the farm level profitability uh, if you reduce your intensity. So you can actually make more money as a farmer um, if you reduce your intensity because you're reducing your input costs, the input costs are things like fertiliser and irrigation, which are huge costs for farmers, yeah. and, you can, um, and you can increase your on-farm profitability. The productivity only really matters uh, for people who are sort of clipping the ticket on, on the kgs of milk solids that we produce, and that's, the, that's you know, companies like Fonterra um, and lobby groups. So, so actually the farmers can do better by de-intensifying. Okay. Uh, Dairy NZ, uh, the lobby group, as you mentioned, uh, does recognise that there is a link uh, between what's happening in the waterways and the massive herd growth we've seen. I mean, it, it's tenfold, isn't it, in some parts of the country, uh, the growth in herds. They do recognise that and they do say they're working to improve things. Satisfactory? No, it's not satisfactory at the moment. I think that they, I think there needs to be a recognition that de-intensification um, has to be the goal. Um, I don't think that Dairy and Dead is quite there yet. I think they're still trying to kind of tinker around the edges and imagine that they can um, just manage the edges and, and make small improvements. But actually, as you mentioned, in places like Canterbury, um, there's been such an enormous increase in the amount of cattle and the number of, you know, the quantity of fertiliser used and the irrigation down there that it isn't going to be just sort of tweaking around the edges. There needs to be, there needs to be much more support from Dairy and Zed for farmers to tra- transition away from those really intensive systems down there. But we're talking about basically um, sacrificing exports. 
I think you, I mean, sacrifice, I think, is a, an overly dramatic word, and it suggests well, that it's an accurate, a, but, but it's an accurate word, money. If you're saying de-intensify, if you're saying cut back on the amount of stuff you produce, then given that most of it goes to uh, China and other uh, overseas customers, it means sacrificing exports. I, I think there's a suggestion there, though, that if you, if you de-intensify, that there's going to be nothing that sort of fills that that place. You're imagining the economy as a vacuum, that if you take one thing out, then nothing sort of replaces it. But actually, that's not how the economy works. When there is, uh, when there is space there, then, then people fill that space. It's not a, um, it's certainly a change. I'll, I'll definitely acknowledge that. It's not going to be, um, we're not going to be able to produce the volumes of milk that we have in the past. But that doesn't mean that that's a black hole. That means that the economy needs to adjust and that we need a, we really need a vision from the government about how we're going to um, move into that next phase of agriculture and next phase of exports because agriculture is not our only export. OK. We got a little away from the kind of core issue, that being the dirty <laughs> river. Well, it's, it's my fault I get, uh, more than anything. Uh, uh, if, if we want to come back to that, a lot's been said about trying to clean things up. It took a long time to get this dirty. Therefore, it's going to take a long time to restore things. Fair? I, yeah, I think that is fair, um, but it depends what you what you mean by lo- by a long time. I mean, in some instances, the lag times are going to mean that you know we don't see the results instantly. Um, but as I was saying before, you know, the, the farmers that are ahead of the, the game on this that have, have been working really hard on this, I can think of um, some farmers up in uh, the Bay of Plenty and Katikati. They've been working on this now for um, for 25 years, and the res- the results on their farm in terms of the improvements in water quality are absolutely incredible. So. If you break it down into steps, you can actually have um, a really big positive impact. And, you know, 25 years is not actually a, a very, very long time. You know, that's a, that's a kind of manageable time, I think. And it's, an, and it's a motivating time frame, especially if you have steps along the way. Grateful for your time this morning, uh, Marnie Prickett, who also, as well as being an Otago University uh, researcher, is involved with a volunteer campaign called Choose Clean Water, pushing for improvements in freshwater policy. For more from the Mike Hosking Breakfast, listen live to News Talk ZB from 6am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.